Well, we just returned from Greece, which was our first international travel in some time. Um, but we're also uh, headed to Banff in August. So um, I'm really excited to start exploring some Canadian uh, national parks because well, I've, I've seen a great deal of the United States. So well, now it's time to start working on that. You've done, I think, 59 of, the, of America's national parks, right? Yes, we have four remaining um, to do, and uh, I think we're going to be doing all of them next year. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next, a 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, I'm incredibly happy to welcome back onto the podcast our longtime contributor from the Pacific Northwest, Shelly Bailey Shaw. Shelly is the founder of the website kidtripster.com, where she writes about RV travel and national parks. In fact, Shelly has been to 59 national parks. Uh, amazing. I personally don't know anyone that has been to more national parks than her. And she is planning on conquering the last, I believe there's four more, uh, the last four national parks that she has not been to or three more. Uh, and she's she's got them on her list for this next year. Uh, but today she's going to take us to her home state of Oregon, where she's been RVing and vacationing for nearly 20 years. And a while back, um, we did a series of podcasts on underrated states for RV travel. And I really do feel like Oregon fits into that mix of underrated states. People from the, the West and from the Pacific Northwest know that Oregon is an amazing RV destination, but I don't know too many people from the East that think of it as uh, something worthy of the very top of their bucket lists. So Shelly is going to take us on a tour of the seven regions of Oregon, and she's really going to get us all excited to plan a great RV trip to Oregon. So we're going to dive into that content. But before we do so, we have sponsored messages from our friends at Blackstone and from our friends at Camp Spot. The sound of bacon or burgers and steaks sizzling is the sound that you crave this summer. Blackstone is the original flat top griddle with more than 5 million griddles sold. Blackstone is the way that America cooks in the great outdoors. You can cook everything you can on a traditional grill and a thousand things you can't. Do you want an incredible breakfast? How about lunch or dinner? The solid steel flat top infuses the flavors. Pick the size and style that's right for your next camping trip. The 17-inch and 22-inch griddles are easy to store in your RV and still have the space to feed the hungriest army. They even have 17 and 22-inch griddles with side burners for greater outdoor cooking versatility. With Blackstone, you can cook anything, anytime, anywhere. For fun and flavor that you can't find anywhere else, Else, go wherever griddles are sold or head on over to blackstoneproducts.com because it's better on a Blackstone. 
Let's face it, summers weren't meant to be experienced sitting at a desk or staring at a computer screen. It's time to call time out. CampSpot is here to help. CampSpot is an instant booking platform for camping across North America featuring over 140,000 campsites. Research and book the best campgrounds, RV parks, cabins, glamping destinations, and more to find your time out. Whether it's your next epic adventure, girls' night out, or family reunion, CampSpot lets you filter your search results by the type of getaway you want. Browse by location, price point, site type, amenities, and more. CampSpot also offers premium inventory, real-time availability, and no membership fees so that you can find the best sites at the best campgrounds for the best prices. Picture it now. Fresh air in your lungs, cool breeze in your hair, warm hugs in your soul, and that grounded sense of self you'll only find when you spend time out. Book your spring and summer camping trips now. Find your time out. Find your CampSpot at CampSpot.com. Hello, Shelly, and welcome back to the RV Atlas. How are you doing? Jeremy, it's been too long. It has been way too long. And I th- we were just talking before we hit record, trying to remember the last episode that we did together. And neither of us could remember because you've done, <laughs> you've done so many great episodes on the show. And I will you, start- you and I both have poor memories. I think that's the problem. I, that, that is possibly true. But I will link to some of those previous episodes in the show notes for this episode. So Shelly, our listeners know that the Pacific Northwest is definitely my favorite part of the country. I've probably said that a hundred times on the podcast. So I gave you the task of talking about the state of Oregon and giving us like a list of must-see destinations in Oregon. You came back and suggested that we do that by region because there are regions in Oregon that you have uh, that you have written about. So are you up to the task? of giving us just a broad overview of the amazing state of Oregon. Let's just be clear that this was an impossible task. And fortunately, before the pandemic, I did do some work for the State Tourism Bureau Travel Oregon. So I have developed um, RV itineraries for each of these regions. So that gives me a little more confidence and um, an easy way to organize my list. Well, this, I mean, you're very experienced with your home state. It's, I feel like this is something you could write a book about, to be honest. I, I I thought about that. It's a lot of work, isn't it? I hear. Yeah, um, it's yes, a lot of work. I know a lot about Oregon. Now, do you agree with my assessment that Oregon is an underrated state for RV travel? And someone from Oregon might not think of it that way, but when I think of people I know in the Northeast and all the places they want to get to in their RV, I, I don't hear Oregon as much as um, you might think. Yeah, I definitely think if you live here in the Pacific Northwest or even on the West Coast, Oregon is no secret. Um, we have a lot of folks who visit Oregon um, every year and, and throughout the year. But if you're in on the East Coast or the Midwest, I think you more likely would think about like Utah or California. Um, but the nice thing is that all the things that you can find in Utah and California, you can find in Oregon. I also, when we were there, it seems like the state takes pride in the fact that it, it is an RV friendly state in terms of even simple things like uh, pullovers and parking and things like that. I, I think the state even markets the fact that it is a very RV friendly state. Is that correct? 
I think so. And also, uh, I, I think it has one of the best state campground systems in the country. So you can visit here and you can do so relatively cheaply. All right. So we have seven regions to cover, right? And we will link in the show notes to all these um, various articles that Shelly has written. So you can like click on those and go into even more detail. Um, so shall we start with region number one? Yes. So region number one is the Portland metro area. And I'm not actually going to recommend this area for RVers, but I mention it because if you're flying to Oregon, this likely will be your jumping off point, right? So you could rent an RV from a commercial dealer, or I'd recommend renting from a private owner on a site like Outdoorsy. Lots of folks in the metro area own RVs. So you could, you know, have a good selection. I think that's a great idea. You know, listeners know that Stephanie and I and the boys have flown into locations and rented RVs. And I think you'd be surprised at how many rigs you'd find available for rent in the Portland area. And with the cost of gas right now, like the idea of driving cross country on an RV trip to Oregon is just so, right. so expensive. It would probably be cheaper to fly. So we're, we, we're landing in Oregon, uh, in Portland. We're renting an RV. And basically you're saying, let's let's scoot out of there and go see the other six regions, right? Yeah, so much to see. I I wouldn't waste a lot of time in a, a city. All right, so let's go to region two, which is out of these regions, the one I've spent the most time in myself. Yeah, so region two is the Oregon coast, which technically Oregonians describe as the north, central, and southern Oregon coast. So if you started in Astoria and you drove the entire coastline to Brookings, that's easily a week-long vacation. And along that route, you know, you have Haystack Rock, which is a big monolith in the Pacific Ocean and Cannon Beach. That's a popular spot. You've got Tillamook and the Can't Miss Tillamook Creamery Tour. Uh, Lincoln City is where they hide these beautiful glass floats that are made by artisans among the dunes for you to find. It's really cool. They're beautiful. Um, you also can learn how to blow your own glass artwork in Lincoln City. Um, in Newport, there's an outstanding aquarium. But I have to say that my favorite section of the Oregon coast and least visited is the southern end. Um, and it includes the Oregon Dunes National Recreation Area in Florence, where you can go on an exhilarating slash terrifying uh, dune buggy ride, and the Samuel Boardman State Scenic Corridor, which runs from Gold Beach to Brookings. It is the most picturesque part of the Oregon coast, and that is truly saying something. So if and if you're like a, a golfer, like my husband, this area also is home to the world-renowned um, Bandon Dune Golf Courses. So lots to this region offers a lot for everyone. And there's so much camping, right? I mean, your your recommendation is to look at some of these gorgeous Oregon State Parks, but there's also Sun RV Resorts. There's the, the KOA in Astoria. I, I, there is a plethora of camping options for somebody traveling up and down the Oregon coast in an RV, right? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, if if there was a region where you were really going to focus on state campgrounds, I think this is the one. Um, many of them are beachfront uh, up and down the coast. You can't go wrong with any of them. Fort Stevens in uh, the north and Bullard Beach in the south are two of my favorites. Oh, it's such a beautiful part of the country, too. And I, I think of um, rocky, rugged uh, coastline, but also sandy beaches cold water surfing, uh, real wildflowers everywhere. It is truly a magnificent part of the country. 
Yeah, some really great hiking in this region as well. And that is really, like you said, that is just a, an RV trip on its own, right? I mean, that's yeah. a, easily a one-week RV trip. And it's almost like you'd be rushing to, to get all of that coastline in. Yeah, you might be. <laughs> all right. So region number three, take us there. So the next region is Southern Oregon. Lots to explore here uh, from the Oregon Caves to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival in Ashland. That's kind of a big deal around here um, to the great Umpqua food trail that follows the river by the same name uh, to Rogue Valley uh, wineries. But I love Southern Oregon for its whitewater, specifically on the Rogue River. There's this outfitter in Merlin called Orange Torpedo that offers whitewater kayak kayaking trips. And in my opinion, whitewater kayaking is so much more fun than whitewater rafting. I, I really would recommend folks try it. I think your boys would love it. Well, tell, um, you got to tell us why. Why do you think that whitewater kayaking is more fun than whitewater rafting? I just think that there, especially if you have um, teens uh, and adventure some ones, I mean, it, it's an, it's, you're an individual, right? You're in these inflatable kayaks and um, there's challenge involved in it. I think my kids get kind of bored on the whitewater rafting trips where like it's oh paddle, 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 you know, and really the guides in charge of the whole thing here, you are in charge of your kayak. And my, my kids enjoy that kind of challenge. Shelly, I know it's shocking to say this, but I do have teenagers <laughs> who, are, who are very adventurous. I still don't think of them as teenagers, which gets me into a lot of trouble. Uh, there's an awful lot more to this part of, of Oregon as well, though, right? What else is there? Yeah, this region is home to Oregon's only national park, which is Crater Lake, a real gem. Let me just go on the record as saying that I think that there are areas of Oregon that should be national parks and are better areas than other national parks that I, I have seen, but that's that's a different podcast. Um, I've I've done an episode uh, separately on Crater Lake for you. So I think you're going to probably link to that. So I won't spend a whole lot of time on it. Well, and that episode was a campground review. And I'm, hopefully I'm saying this correctly. It's Mazama Campground. Yeah. Uh, and I think we talked a little bit about what you could do in that park as well. Um, as opposed to some national park stops, you know, it's it's a, a a day or two. It's not like a week long um, destination. Though it is magnificent, I agree with that assessment completely. We we went for a day, and I didn't feel shortchanged that we only went for a day. Part of me wished that we were there for two days, that we could actually go down closer to the water instead of just mm -hmm. hiking around the rim. But yeah, it's one of those rare national parks where it's like, yeah, two days works for Crater Lake, I think. Yeah, the lake is the centerpiece and it's magnificent, um, but it's very, uh, you know, small area to explore. And by the way, thank you for the idea for a podcast. That would be an amazing episode, Places That Should Be National Parks. <laughs> I am going to actually <laughs> ponder that and get back to you because there's, right. a, there's a place that I on the in the Northeast that I think should be a national park, but I'll hold back on that. All right. So okay. we have um, a bunch more regions to cover here with Shelly, and we're going to come right back in a second and dive into all that great content and all of her awesome recommendations for the state of Oregon. But first, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bears, Jellystone Park, Camp Resorts. 
Whether you enjoy the comfort of a luxury cabin, a deluxe RV site, or prefer to try some unique options like yurts, treehouses, or covered wagons, award-winning Jellystone Parks has a variety of first-rate accommodations, attractions, and activities to provide the setting for an affordable and fun family vacation. Our family has been making great camping memories at Jellystone Park for years, and we can't wait to get back and see Yogi Bear and friends this spring and summer. Jellystone Park locations have everything you and your family will need to make long-lasting camping memories. From amazing water zones, including pools, splash grounds, and splash pads, to mini-golf, wagon rides, and jumping pillows, Jellystone Park is the best place for family entertainment this year. You will also find many themed weekend events, including appearances from Yogi Bear and Friends. You will notice that family fun at our exciting camp resorts is the main attraction. With over 75 locations across the United States and Canada, make Jellystone Park part of your vacation this spring and summer. Remember, it's not just a campground, it's Jellystone Park. To find out more and book your spring and summer getaways, head on over to jellystonepark.com. <clears throat> All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. We are back with Shelly, and she is going through Oregon's seven different regions and giving us highlights from each region, getting us an overview of the entire state, basically, and really giving us ideas for a whole bunch of different types of RV trips that we could take. So, Shelly, welcome back. Take us to region number four, please. So Central Oregon is where Oregonians go to play. Um, You've probably heard of the town of Bend. Uh, It's popular for its sunshine and breweries, really tasty food. There's lava river caves there and tubing that goes right through the middle of town. It also has a really unique whitewater park that's on that same stretch of river. Um, Sisters is another town that my family really likes. It has a real wild west feel to it and a city campground it's right in town walking distance to everything including an amazing coffee shop so i'm looking out for you jeremy um and it's a very outdoorsy region with numerous cycling routes hiking to waterfalls and excellent climbing um at smith rock state park one of the things that i absolutely adored about the pacific northwest and i'll exaggerate a little I felt like every little town had a great bookstore and a great coffee shop, great independent bookstore and a great coffee shop. It just seems like you guys really value those things in the Pacific Northwest. I would say that that is not an exaggeration. Um, Coffee is a huge deal here in Oregon, and it is not unheard of to have, um, you know, two, if not three coffee shops in the same block. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. So that's uh, obsessed. Uh, sorry, you're what obsessed? Coffee obsessed. Coffee obsessed. And we both confirmed that we were drinking coffee right now this morning while we're recording. (laughs) Uh, That's not it for region four, though. I don't want to skip over the rest. What else do you have to recommend for the fourth region? Yeah. So I lastly, I'd recommend staying at Lapine State Park and doing the Paulina Plunge experience that I have discussed on a previous podcast. It's a tour where you're driven up a mountain and then you bike down, stopping at uh, numerous waterfalls and these natural water slides along the way. It's a great fun. So much outdoor adventure in the state of Oregon. And it just really seems like one of the best states in the country for those that love to hike, kayak, paddle, surf, whatever the outdoor adventure is that you want to pursue, it seems like Oregon has that to offer you, right? Oregonians are very outdoorsy people, for sure. All right. So the fifth region. 
So the fifth region comprises a third of the state, but it is the least populated and least visited. However, eastern Oregon is not to be missed. Um, in the northeastern corner, you have Wallala Lake and the artsy town of Joseph, which again, we've discussed in a previous podcast, so I won't spend a lot of time on that, but the area has nicknamed Little Switzerland, so that gives you sort of a picture of what that area might look like. As you move south and closer to central Oregon, you have the Painted Hills, one of the best places for photographers to visit. The hills and the ribbons of color here are just indescribable and ever-changing depending on the time of day that you visit. And then in the far southeastern corner, you have an area that most Oregonians never make it to um, called Steens Mountain and the Alvord Desert, which will kind of give you some like Death Valley vibes. I can't help but thinking, I mean, it just, it sounds like you, you love your state so dearly. Um, the, was the past few years of the pandemic like a time for you to, to rediscover parts of your state? Did you do a lot of in-state travel over the past few years? Or is this more drawn from just a lifetime of experience in the state? I would say both. We absolutely um, rediscovered Oregon and got to some of those places that are a little lesser known. Um, and who did we find there when we got there? Oregonians. <laughs> we were all doing the same thing. So I consider myself extremely lucky to live in the state and uh, know that during the pandemic that we had such you know, a wide array of places to visit that weren't that far from home. And we're recording this right now in, in the middle of the summer. Are you getting that beautiful um, summer weather in the Pacific Northwest? This is the perfect time of year, 75 degrees, sunny, no rain. Like this is this is why Oregonians stay in Oregon. And what time I mean, is this? So you'd recommend, you know, June, July, August for any of these types of trips? Does that make sense? You know, the one I just described um, is actually uh, probably better done in the fall. Eastern Oregon can get very warm, that that southeastern corner especially. And so fall is actually a really nice time to visit there. Um, some of the winery or wine regions of Oregon are also really nice to, and to visit in fall because you have harvest. Um, the coast, I mean... Oregonians will tell you there's no bad day at the coast. Like I've I've had 70 degree weather in January. So it's hard for me to say that the only time is to visit during the summer, but you you'd be probably more likely to have good weather in the summer. Okay. So we've talked about uh high desert areas. How about the the green part of Oregon that is a famous part of the state? And this is I believe region number 6, correct? Yes. So we want to head to Mount Hood in the Columbia River Gorge. Now this area starts just about 45 minutes outside of Portland. It's where I bring first-time visitors to Oregon. Um, along the historic Columbia River Highway, there's a series of uh, impressive waterfalls that you can hike to, some not very far off the road. The granddaddy of them all is Multnomah Falls, uh, the tallest waterfalls in Oregon. This is a busy spot, you know, where parking an RV can be challenging, not impossible, but challenging, so keep that in mind. Um, you can see it from the base, but the hour-long, steep, and strenuous hike to the top, I think, is really uh, rewarding. And about how long is, how many miles is that hike, an hour-long hike? You know, I'm not sure how many miles it is, but it's probably like 25 switchbacks. So it's it's straight up the hill. 
so really quick elevation gain. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm panting just thinking about it. And and I I don't know anyone who does not pant on on this hike, but um, I think it's worth it. So after a hike like this, we're going to want some really good food and drink. We talked about coffee in in Oregon, but I think craft uh, beer is also a big thing, right? Yes, we do love our craft beer. We love our wines, um, our spirits. Uh, so you want to head to um, down the Columbia River Gorge to a town called Hood River. Plenty of breweries, good eats here. It's also the best place to swim in the Columbia River. And it's one of the best places in the country for windsurfing and kiteboarding. So if you want to try that, take a, you know, a class, get um, some some guidance there. It's a great place to learn. Um, I love this to visit here, too, in the fall because it has something called the Fruit Loop. Um, so this is the region of Oregon where we grow apples, pears, cherries right in the shadow of Mount Hood. And so there's a route that you can follow like that goes from like one orchard or farm farm stand to another. Um, it's beautiful in the spring when this whole area is in the uh, in blossom, but I like it in the fall where I can buy a lot of really good things to eat. Um, and then, of course, it's, you know, absolutely worth a trip to the top of Mount Hood and the famed Timberline Lodge. You are making me realize how much of Oregon we did not see on our, yeah. on our yeah. trip. And I, I'm t I tell Stephanie every summer, I want a return trip to the Pacific Northwest, to Oregon, to Washington. And I, I really want to make that happen uh, while the boys are still living in the house here with us because we all they all, they all want to go back to. Uh, so we have one more region to cover and we'll come back in a second. But first, it's time for a sponsored message from our friends at Thetford. Did you know that Thetford's Porta Potty is the original and best portable toilet? It is designed with a modern appearance, an ergonomic carrying handle, a standard lid latch, and it is durable and easy to use. There is also a removable seat and cover for easy cleaning. It also has an exclusive rotating pour-out spout, a piston pump flush, and its sealed valves keeps odors in the holding tank. Its easy-to-read level indicator tells when it's time to empty. A deodorant sample is included, and Thetford's Porta Potty comes with a three-year warranty. For easy transportation or storage, also make sure to check out the Porta Potty carrying bag. Thetford also recommends using liquid holding tank solution like Aquamax Summer Cypress Scent in your Porta Potty. Due to the size of the Porta Potty, the liquid will get the job done faster. To view their complete lineup of products, please visit thetford.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here with Shelly Bailey Shaw talking about the seven amazing regions of Oregon. And Shelly, uh, before we talk about the last region, uh, Oregon's a really big state, isn't it? I mean, coming from the Northeast, I, I live in a very small state, but you live in a really big state. I think people underestimate how large Oregon is. Um, you know, it's actually 11 times the size of New Jersey. I looked that up just for you. Um, so it's really large. And if you wanted to visit each of these regions, I'm not kidding. That is a month long trip. So, um, you know, you got to dedicate that kind of time. Most of us don't have that kind of time, but you could easily see two or three regions, like maybe in a two week trip. So I just want 
people to keep that in mind when they're planning. I mean, with an episode like this, I'm hoping that somebody listens to this episode and and can choose wisely among these regions for for a week long trip, right? right. I, don't, I don't know that anybody's going to cover all of them, but that's and the more I do this podcast, and I don't know if this is like a sad thought or sort of just like an amazing thought. The more I do the RV Atlas podcast, the more I realize I'm not going to see all of this stuff in my life. You know, there's so much beautiful, so many beautiful things to see in this country. Um, I, I don't know that I'll get to all seven of these regions, but I know I'm going to get back to Oregon and cover some of them. So let's do region seven. So this region two is uh, focused on agritourism. So this is the Willamette Valley. Um, it's Oregon's most famed wine country known for its Pinot Noirs. Um, it's home to more than 700 wineries, but not all of those are RV friendly. So in the article that I wrote for Travel Oregon, I highlighted the ones that could accommodate a big rig. Um, but as you know, it's always best to, to call ahead. But there are some that have adequate RV parking. Um, if you have a membership with Harvest Hosts, this is the place to stay on the grounds of a winery. There's a lot of opportunity there in the Willamette Valley. Um, alternatively, if you're not a wine enthusiast or you're traveling with kids, there's the Evergreen Aviation Museum and adjoining water park in McMinnville. Or I'm a big fan of the Silver Falls State Park and its Tail of Ten Waterfall or Trail, I should say, Trail of Ten Waterfalls. Um, the largest is the kind that you can like walk behind. Um, it's really, really stunning. Uh, that state park is number one on my Oregon bucket list. Like when when we go back, uh, camping there, doing that hike is is the thing I want to do the most in your beautiful, beautiful state. So some people listening might be a little bit overwhelmed at all these great choices and great options. So any um, recommendations for comboing a couple of these in like a week long trip? Uh, could you simplify it a little bit and give us some top recommendations? Yeah, and I would say that. I wouldn't go for a week. I'd go for two um, because it's worthy. Um, and, you know, you only live once. So uh, if we were to combine some of these regions in a two-week trip, I think you could do Willamette Valley plus the Oregon coast, or you could do Southern Oregon coast plus Southern Oregon. Uh, you could combine Eastern Oregon with Central Oregon, or you could take Central Oregon with the Hood River and Columbia Gorge. I think that's how I would break up some smaller trips. I would also really recommend to anyone listening that seriously wants to plan an Oregon trip, go to the show notes on the rvatlas.com. I'm going to link to all of Shelley's uh, different articles from traveloregon.com, which are going to give even more detail and also beautiful pictures. Okay. There's just great photos to kind of bring these places to life. Shelly, I can't thank you enough for, for coming back on the show today and for all the great content that you've, that you've brought us over the years. Uh, what's in store for you for the rest of the summer? Are we staying close to home? Are we doing any traveling? Well, we just returned from Greece, which was our first international travel in some time. Um, but we're also uh, headed to Banff in August. So um, I'm really excited to start exploring some Canadian uh, national parks because well, I've, I've seen a great deal of the United States. So well, now it's time to start working on that. You've done, I think, 59 of, the, of America's national parks, right? Yes, we have four remaining um, to do, and uh, I think we're going to be doing all of them next year. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm, I can't not go to Banff. The pictures are like 
too exquisite. Let, let me at least kind of guess where you haven't gone. So probably not to New River Gorge yet because it's new. Nope, been there. Oh my gosh. Indiana, <laughs> Indiana Dunes National Park? Been there. So is it all Alaska that you have to cover? Is that is that no, all? No, the four remaining, one of them is kind of bizarre that we didn't get there in previous travels, but one is Biscayne Bay, which is in a Florida, Florida, just south of Miami. That one will not be difficult. Um, in December, we're planning on going to America Samoa. Uh, there is a national park there. As you can imagine, that is quite the trip. And then July of next year, we're already booked to go to Alaska. There are two remaining parks that we haven't been to in the far, far reaches of um, Alaska inside the Arctic Circle. And that's the Gates of the Arctic and Kubuk Valley. Um, challenging places to visit because you have to fly in basically on a bush plane. You go with an outfitter. They drop you off. Um, it's a backcountry camping experience. They say, we'll see you in three days <laughs> or four days or whatever it is. Um, and that's really the only way to see those two national parks. So I, if all goes well, um, Kubuk Valley will be our 63rd and last national park. I just booked you in my calendar for like five more podcasts. Just so you, just so you know, <laughs> we could, we could talk about it later, but I just, I'm penciling I don't know how you getting an RV to America Samoa, but. You oh, know. I don't care about that. I want you, I want you. I, look, our listeners are interested in all the i mean yeah there are some national parks that are a little hard to get to by rv but we still want to learn all about them like i had my editor for our books just did isle royale national park which you can't get an rv out there either but i'd still like to do a show about it so shelly yeah. thank There's you so much great campground uh, right uh, at the part where you uh, jump on the boat to isle royale to go out there in um in Minnesota that I love with um, one of the best restaurants we've ever eaten at, the Angry Trout. I just have to say it, it was like, <laughs> I don't know if I was just really hungry that day or whatever, but that was like some of the best food I've ever eaten. Well, spending a day in a national park, that definitely always does make you hungry. So Shelly, exactly. thank you so much for coming back on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Good to talk to you. Awesome. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas, and a big thank you to our sponsors, to Neighbor, The Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, RV Snaphead, and Go RVing. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook. If you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And we'll see you at the campground. <laughs>